This is the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. Acta non verba. And we're back for part two. Hopefully, last week you listened to part one. If you haven't listened to part one, go back, listen to part one to get caught up to part two. So, yeah. And this is the one where we're... uh, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we're uh, basically a critique or a response to Roosh V's blog post at RooshV.com, nine signs, zero barbarian. And, Are we uh, gonna throw a tag at him just to kind of make it a little bit better? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about. That. Let's see. Part one will be episode sixty-five. Uh-huh. I, I just I had to make sure that'll be. Yeah, that's one. This will be episode sixty-six. So if you haven't listened to episode sixty-five, you want to catch all our wonderful and enlightening conversation from that <laughs> as we yep. go into episode sixty-six now. Yep. And for, but if for some reason you're an idiot and didn't listen to <laughs> episode 65, <clears throat> we are the article talks about, you know, so if you don't know Roosh, he was a pickup artist, game, excuse me, game dude, whatever. <clears throat> Basically, <laughs> you know, trying to get laid any way he could. And then he found Jesus and uh, is a Christian and kind of burned all those bridges that of his prior life. And he, like I said, he had came up with this article with this blog post, nine signs, you're a barbarian. And basically he's going back and forth about, you know, uh, you either believe God or you don't. That's the TLDR that's, you know, listen to the previous episode for more detail and, and you'll pick it up as you, as we go along here on, um, so we're, yeah. Listen to me, try to learn how to pronounce he, hedonistic correctly. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. I win. I got another gold star. I believe we are starting with uh, point number five. Oh shit. We're only on Um, five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you haven't noticed, we, we skipped the trials and blunders because we're making this part two. So, uh, if, you know, imagine insert your, you know, hit pause now, insert, imagine us talking about triumphs and blunders (laughs) for a couple seconds and then hit play. If you really are dying to, uh, Wonder how our lives are going. Here, yeah, the exactly. And triumphs of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, point number five: You think the point of fasting is to improve your bodily appearance or health? In the secular world, the only time you hear about fasting is when someone's trying to lose weight or get rid of toxins, because you wouldn't believe. Uh, because wouldn't you believe that when you get older, your body starts to degrade on its way to death? I think that hints at. The, the dig at plastic surgery and uh, hormone therapy that we discussed it, about point four, four. episode 65. Um, fasting in such a manner is always done for worldly gain. And I've known men who tried to sell me on this fast or that while going 
on about antioxidants. In the orthodox world, fasting is done to build a closer relationship with God. Anything you're attached to in this world will block your faith. As the daily bread in the Lord's Prayer is not only literal bread, but spiritual bread. Eating much less than you are able teaches you that it's not even food that is most important in your life, which you'd certainly die from a uh, of which you'd certainly die from lack, but faith of which a lack would lead to eternal death. Okay. Amazingly enough, this point, I, for the most part, agree with him. I don't just, I, I, I can't tear this one apart. I, I think, you know, okay. On the worldly side, yes, it's the antioxidants and this and that, but there are benefits to fasting to help your body out. I think on the spiritual side, both bringing you closer to faith, but it also helped you out on the physical side. I, and a lot of different religions have different fastings. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I, isn't Muslims is Ramadan? Mm-hmm. And they fast for they only, a month or whatever? They only eat whenever the sun is down. down? Yes. Yeah. If yeah. someone knows that... Uh, well, I'm not going to go too deep, but you know, in the, in one sense built into religion is a fasting time to help the body out. So not only does it help you bring up your faith, it helps you on the physical side. Now the secular side only deals with the physical and leaves a lot of the spiritual part out. Mm-hmm. But even then you get a lot of people on the secular say it'll help you out mentally. So depending on where you're fasting, this one, I think he's pretty well point on. I He isn't stretching the truth so much or trying to point it. So if you really dig into fasting, uh, you know, it goes along with meditation, which if you look at the Christian, it'll help you out in your mental, it'll help you out in your spiritual. I think there is a fasting component. So amazingly enough, compared to the first four points in his intro, I think he got this one right. I mm-hmm. I. I don't see too much wrong on it. I think it is. I think he's right that it is overemphasized on the secular side for what it can do for you beneficially. And it's not put out there on the mental side, like it should be pushed more yet. I know secular, you know, what, what do we call? um, It's more appealing that way. I think that's how they can get people to do it more or less because it's more appealing because it can show effects on your body because you can see effects on your body, body a lot more than you can see effects within the mind. Right. So that's more appealing to see something more than, yeah, it could, but you're not going to see it, but you can tell. It's but, like, but I'm going to go with there's a lot of influencers though that I've like YouTube, Instagram, and mm-hmm. stuff will talk about fasting for the mental side. So mm-hmm. I don't. Th- but it's a smaller, it's like an 80, 20. Yeah. It's 80%. like, it, that's less of a selling point than being able to see a change in your body body. Yeah. Cause you can see that on a scale, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or even in the mirror. Mirror. Too, right. Yeah. yeah. Mirror. Well, I, I got to also say that uh, I do not fast. I have the only time I ever fasted is when I was in high school and I was late to school. So <laughs> I, I would fast because I was skipping breakfast, but <laughs> I, I don't do it and I don't purposely. I don't. Yeah. It's like I mostly well, when I eat, I do it for purpose. So I think it's a little bit different. That in itself is a religion is following the same food every day. 
yeah it, it's more it it's more or less structured and you don't have to think about it and it's not like you're not like oh okay i'm going to do this it's like no this is structured it's the same thing every day yeah. and then you don't have to think about it and then within that is kind of a discipline within itself well you know even in, and i think the ramadan is a good aspect because it's only in one month out of the year mm-hmm. you know and i think a lot of people will take fasting too far they think it's a year-round thing and maybe depending on your physicality or whatever your body responds to fasting or something but it's usually for a short term it's not a lifetime thing even the guys that like do one meal a day eh, I, I, that's, but they see that as more religion doing that you know it's kind of yes. like veganism Right. So well, that's that's the only way I could see it because you're more or less making it larger than what it is. And it has its place. Mm-hmm. And then a thing. So overall, I agree with the, this section. Let me just say uh, on my ignorance side, I don't understand the part of fasting with the religion is what's the connection. It, it, on, the, on the religious side, it, it goes back to um, disciplining your body. That's basically what it is. So it's just a discipline. It really is just in its simplest form. It's a discipline. Hey, I'm willing to give this up for my religion, for the thing. And it's like, can I do it? You know, our beliefs say do this. So I am. And then even in, in like the Christian, a lot of, you know, they talk about Jesus going out into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and fasting, mm-hmm. you, you know, and people are like, well, I have these deep things I need to talk about. So I'm going to do a three day fast or a 10 day fast. And it's more a discipline in, in the religious sense than it is anything else, which can be good for body, mind and spirit. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's no. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> I think part of it too is it's more done out of uh, as a demonstration of faith, mm. right? Uh, that like like uh, more in the vein of of what Nate said about Christ going out in the wilderness and and that sort of thing, and and even Lent, right? The the notion ahead of Easter and there's the Lenten season, right? And where you know you. <laughs> Catholic churches across the country have fish fries because you give up meat kind of thing. But even that's symbolic, like, you know, it's more anymore. It feels symbolic, but the true to really do it, right. You, you know, it's more a demonstration of faith, whether even the Ramadan thing, right. It's, it's, it's still a demonstration of faith that you're willing to give up food. And, and text mentioned this uh, on, that podcast was at 60 number 63, I believe um, if my math is correct. And uh, but he mentioned that he was fasting and was at a conference speaking and was at the snack table and grabbing coffee. And somebody is like, Oh, you should have a donut or a bagel. It's like, no, I'm fasting. Well, that's not good for you. I mean, that's it's right. It's just that mentality of giving up food. Like we do live in a world today, whether it's secular or religious, spiritual, uh, you know, giving up food is like, oh my god! It's like, no, I gotta eat. Well, no, no, you, you really don't, <laughs> right? And you know, it is, 
this one, I think, I mean, I agree. I think we all agree with, excuse me, with this particular thing, but you know, it's just crazy to think how many people freak out because I can't not eat. Right. No, you, you, you can, or I can't not eat. Oh, I'm going to be starving if I don't. Well, yeah. If you're used to eating, you know, a whole pizza for breakfast and, you know, three Big Macs for (laughs) lunch and a whole, you know, dish of lasagna plus uh, a gallon of ice cream for, yeah, or drinking Mountain Dew or like was walking out of the, as an aside, I was walking out of the grocery store today. Somebody was moving really slow. That was clearly over like obese carrying a couple, two liter bottles of Mountain Dew. It's like, how can you be moving this slow? (laughs) And you got Mountain Dew, like he, yeah, I was just the epitome of un. Because they hadn't drank it yet. Yeah, yeah, fair, <laughs> fair. That would make me but, slower yeah, by drinking it. <laughs> yeah. So I think, from a spiritual sense, you know, certainly it's it's a demonstration of faith, and if if you know if you're doing that, you should be doing that. But there are benefits to. Uh, benefits to doing it even beyond faith if you're if you don't if you're a non-believer right so fair rush one us four (laughs) um listen to the previous podcast (laughs) to understand where where we're coming from the next point number six the first person you reach out to when sick is a medical doctor okay stop here here's another one from the title before we read the paragraph just from the title i'm like if you're a barbarian, you're probably one of the last people that want to go to a doctor. So yeah. just right at the title, I'm like, no, you got this point wrong because most barbarians I know don't want to go see a doctor for anything. Even if they, it's like, well, I broke my arm and it's half hanging off the limbs and blood squirting now. It's like, I'll be okay. You know, they have that mentality. It's like, no, no, we need to go get. I'll be fine. No, no, no. Let's let's go get you fixed up. <laughs> On your point, when was the last time you guys went to a doctor for something that wasn't like an annual checkup? Oh, I was just gonna say because <laughs> I had to for my work, so I'm not counting that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Besides a normal physical or a normal mm. checkup, um. Mm, uh, like a year ago when I was at my annual, I asked him about something. Does that count? It doesn't count. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I can't remember the last time where I went not out of turn, like out of the annual cycle kind I, of physical thing. For for being sick or something. Oh, no, I, I do remember. Mm-hmm. But it was like maybe going on five or more years ago, <laughs> but I, uh, I ended up scratching my cornea. Oh. I changed my tire Got and something made the it. mistake of rubbing my eye, like not oh. thinking and rubbed my eye. And to this day, every once in a while, like if it gets dried out, it, it will bug me, but, I'm, but that's the last, but, that was it literally had to be like five or so years ago. Years ago. I, I was 2013 when <laughs> I broke my hand. It's funny because 
I was riding a bike going to work and I ran into a car. I was going down a hill and this car pulled up to a stop sign and I was cro- like flying. So I was crossing exactly <laughs> when they were pulled up. Uh, <laughs> broke no. my hand. Okay. The people but- got out, called the cops. They asked me if I want an ambulance. I said, no, <laughs> try go to work. And my uncle had to come pick me up and take me to the hospital. Well, I didn't pay for the fucking ambulance ride. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but see, it, each one of these, and, and I'm trying to think back, were like something physical you need to go to the doctor yeah, yeah. for. I, man, I'm trying to think of my last injury. You know, it's it's been years. I know I went to see the doctor. I had to laugh about this. I was actually overseas at the time and later figured it out that I had torn my pec a little bit. But, um, Jesus. Yeah. It, I was, when I was overseas, it hurt, but it was like four or five days. And I thought I had just strained something, but it continued to hurt. And they went in there and I was in my 30s at the time. So that's how long ago this was. But I had to chuckle because they hooked me up. They're like, well, we got to check your heart out. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm only, what was I, like 36 or something, 35 maybe? I'm like, why you got to do Well, at your age, we need to check to make sure your heart's okay. I'm like. Is that a little early? I, 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 I feel old at this moment. What are you talking about? You know, all these 18 to 20 somethings over there, guys in their mid thirties, they're calling old. I'm like, wait, what the hell? So I got hooked up and had my heart checked out, which it was healthy, but yeah. But I'm trying to think I haven't had, I haven't had to get stitches in a really long time. I haven't had anything broken. I haven't had, um, back strains and stuff it's like either self-fix or chiropractor i can't even remember the last no because i usually just go get a massage or something i haven't even been to a chiropractor so yeah i don't it's been years since beyond a normal physical you know go just an annual checkup Mm -hmm. Mm, the last thing i'm trying to think for my son the last time that he went for something was um it was during a growth spurt would come to find out he was having real bad problem with his knees. He did like, it would keep him up. And we went and saw a specialist, a couple of specialists on that. And finally it was determined. No, he just had a huge growth spurt and his tendons were tight. Mm. So we, we came home and you know, that was okay. That was, that was a dad going, all right, you've been complaining about this for weeks now. So it wasn't like, hey, dad, my knees hurt. And I went, okay, we're going off to the hospital. It was like several weeks went by. I can't sleep. He's cranky. I guess your body can't fix this once. (laughs) Well, well, it did. It just had to play catch up. (laughs) If it's weeks on end, I was going to say, I think that's more or less the way that we see it is like, well, if it's it's kind of a problem. Our if it's chronic, are, resi- are resilient yeah. enough to fix itself. Because I mean, that's the way I've always seen is that most things can be fixed by the body better than it can oh. be by the daughter doctor. There, that's the last time I went for was my um when I thought I had hurt my shoulder oh, and shoulder. stuff. That would and that would have been mm. three years, two and a half, three years ago. 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because we were talking that. Well, how long? Yeah, yeah. It'd be like two and a half, three was the last time I went to the doctor. And uh, funny enough, he didn't fix me. And then finding out, listening to a bodybuilding podcast, that I had most likely hurt my um peck again, just because it was near insertion point up in the shoulder. So the doctor misdiagnosed me, and that didn't even help. And it was yeah, a screen. So that would have been the last time was two and a half-ish years ago for an injury. For the last time I was sick, I actually know the last time would have been 2000. It had been 2000. 2000 was the last time I went to the doctor for being sick, and I ended up going in there and having um, one lung was – I had pneumonia. One lung was oh, full of water, and fuck. the other one was at 50%. It's a good thing you went, because you would have drowned from the inside. Inside, but yeah, that was the last time I went to the doctor for being sick that I remember. Beyond like... It sound like sick. It sounds like you were dying. Well, but what was funny is I was still going to work and everything. It was just <laughs> I was having a hard time breathing, and finally it was like, all right, I should go to the emergency room and get this checked out. So that's... So that's what, 11? No, that's 20-some years now? Yeah, 21, 20 years. I was going to say in 2015, I probably should have gone to the doctor. I had the stomach flu and still was going to work. <laughs> yeah. So that that's a barbarian. If anyone's wondering, most barbarian-minded people don't go see that. Okay. And that, people, was just off the title of, of number six. Yeah. And although I think we we address some of what he has here. So uh, he says, uh, so from that title, the first person you reach out to uh, when sick is a medical doctor, he says, uh, Orthodox Christians believe every illness permitted by uh, permitted by God is given to us for our spiritual benefit. I may not know the specific benefit, but there are. one of the useful, most useful tools in God's toolbox to bring people to repentance and make them contemplate their salvation. Now I one just want to say bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and go ahead, finish up. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to do that, but uh, when a barbarian is sick, they rush to the atheist doctor, hoping for all manner of drugs and vaccines to cure them. But as a Christian, I rush to the prayer corner. God he basically goes on to say that God made the sickness happen or, or was the cause of it. So he's going, so as a, as an Orthodox Christian, he is going to uh, seek God's counsel. And then only if necessary, seek out the care of doctors whose healing abilities have become more influenced by money and global politics than actual concern for my well-being. You know what this reminds me of the the picture that pops in. You remember the videos and clips going around about that snake church. They yeah, had yeah. all the snakes or whatever. They'd get bit by the snakes or whatever. And if they died from this venomous snake, it was God punishing them. And that's all. It, it's back to my joke of you know God reaching out. He he sends help three different ways. Okay, you know. A cornea, it's not going to fix itself. Yeah. You know, you get he's sending by- help through fucking sickness. That just seems kind of backwards. Well, well he's getting help of, by the uh, plague. 
Well, it yeah. just reminds me of the plague. Well, yeah, there was people dying. So was that him helping the people? In that sense, he was trying to get someone to change, but your everyday sickness and stuff and everything. You can't change if you're dead. I know. it's <laughs> That's what no, but that modern. Was, I mean, the plagues and all that stuff was from Moses or, you know, God through Moses to get the if, to get Pharaoh to is it Ramses I think to okay. get Pharaoh to 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 change and kind of and end slavery of the Jewish people and all those sorts of things thanks which isn't the normal which is different I think what he's talking about here is it's more I, I almost read it to be more uh, of a humbling what he said uh uh, most useful tools in God's toolbox to bring people to repentance and make them contemplate their salvation. So it's, you know, again, it's, I, I think what he's trying to do and he, he, he doesn't do it. I, I don't he think he does poorly. it. Yeah. Effectively at all. Um, like just, but basically saying that it's through illness, through any hardship, right. That brings you closer to God and illness is just one of those things. I think that's where he's trying to go, but he definitely fails to do that. But he misses like talked about. He's, he's certainly wrong that barbarians would seek out doctor. Like we don't, well, and as we just indicated, we point, would not, you know, what, where were we were talking with point four um, that we kind of sidetracked onto is, you know, barbarians take care of their bodies. Mm -hmm. They're healthy. They're physical. They're working to do, you know, if you're not taking care of your body, which if you want to put it in the Christian aspect, the temple of God, you know, him being here and everything. Yeah. You're going to end up being sick more and have more problems and everything. But if, if you're eating well, you're staying active. I'm not even going to say you're going to the gym. You're just staying yeah. active. You're eating healthy. You're having a healthy lifestyle. You're not going to be as sick as much. You're not going to catch all this stuff. You won't need to go see the doctor. It's the fat, obese, yeah. out of shape, unhealthy eating habits, poor lifestyle choices, you're doing, you know, you're smoking excessively, you're doing drugs, drinking too much, you pick all these things. It's like if you're doing all this unhealthy stuff and then you're looking for your quick fix, if that's the guys he's talking to, yeah, okay, I, I get that. But that's not your barbar barbarian type of person. That's your uh he and Hindi, he hedonistic, hedonistic types. Why you don't know, him? Remember, think don't bail him out. <laughs> no, that's what he's here for. Is bail me out? Screw you, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll mute you and let, let Jimmy. <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> Jimmy, mute yourself. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, uh, that's so I'm true. Edit like, that in know. there. Jimmy's saying the correctly for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll just you'll just go back through. I'll edit that part. <laughs> but uh, but to your point, like a like a, a barbarian wouldn't be overeating. That's not to say we wouldn't have. I was gonna say hold a, a large, <laughs> a large oh, or a couple wow. large pepperoni Casey's pizzas, but. Uh, <laughs> But at the same time, we're we're certainly not going to overdo it because we do, like you said, it, it isn't even working out and lifting and purposely trying to, you know, do things to get in shape plus diet. It, it's just generally well, speaking, 
a barbarian would take better care of themselves than than a hedonist who would just eat whatever let's go eat i'm hungry for x whatever x is i would love to eat cinnamon rolls and biscuits and gravy for breakfast and have a pizza or two or five for lunch and a, a good burger is always great and french fries and all that sort of stuff you know and you eat that shit over and over and over and over or stuff like that where it's just or you overeat right you're gonna get out of shape in a hurry it doesn't take that much especially if you're more sedentary obviously barbarians would tend not to be generally speaking but you know the more sedentary you are of course you're gonna be a fat piece of crap so there's yeah take care of whatever um but uh i think there's you know how much of that is is so true and but so it's it's more of a hedonist or your average joes that are going to be running to the doctor for a pill to to medicate to to whatever because they've been medicating themselves with food and alcohol <laughs> and all that other stuff i was gonna That's, say as barbarians we it's the we do the 90% correct. And then we reward ourselves with the other 10%. It's like, you've been, it's just a reward. I mean, that's what we kind of see it as the way that, yeah, I mean, at least in my mind, it's like, you know what? I stuck to my regiment this much. I can give myself a little bit of leeway. I've earned it, but that also gets you back on track. It's just kind yep. of like you're curbing that and you know, everything, but you know what? Your your mind and your body are, are still intact. You're just you're not fucking giving up to all those, you know, the things that you could those passions or down. desires. Yeah, like you yeah. could spiral down into alcoholism, alcoholism. But it doesn't mean that you can't have a couple, and then you don't need it the rest of the week. It's like, well, okay. we well, did. I've talked about this with uh, other people too, right? Where, right? You know, you can you can be strict on a diet, right. And cut or whatever it is, even if you're bulking, right. Obviously you have a little bit more leeway if you're trying to add muscle and those sorts of things. But even if you're cutting or just trying to maintain a certain weight, right. That's not going to preclude me from, uh, you know, if it's my daughter's birthday, I'm going to have some cake and ice cream. I'm not going to, maybe I don't eat a bunch of other garbage or whatever, but I'm still going to have fun. Or maybe the girls want to make cookies or brownies, like sure let's let's do that and you know i could i could be disciplined and not eat brownies and ice cream or cookies or whatever but at the same time it's like where's the fun in that like there where's is a the life experience in that yeah yeah there's there's some of those things that i'm not like i'm i i'll be disciplined sure but you'll eat you know a cookie not a dozen of them yeah Fuck that <laughs> <laughs> i mean but but, but I, it's in that sense but your you know? point yeah you you're not going to eat all the cookies uh, like at least not that night <laughs> right. maybe if that night that you're perfect on the diet the rest of the week yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and here's something else that that he, he gets part of it right he he like left off half of it it says illness is permitted by god and that is correct but you have to think about it from the Christian perspective. All illnesses and diseases and everything, if you follow the whole whole theology, comes from Satan. God's not making people sick and letting them die. He, he allows it. It's permitted. So in his sense, it's like, yes, it'll grow back in faith and everything. But 
that's also why God gives people, you know, why we have doctors, you know, or the people that do system. the physical side. Yeah, he, he's given us the tools to, <laughs> hey, he's created us with the tools. To, yeah. yeah, you broke your arm or you got ill. Here's the doctor that can tell you how to, or, yeah. hey, maybe it's like, you know, a good one. All right, peanut allergy. If you have a peanut allergy, but you don't have a doctor to tell you to have a peanut allergy, you might continue to eat peanuts and then wonder why you get sick and almost die every time. Well, yeah, you can pray about it to your heart's content, but the answer most likely is you go see an allergist. You know, it's so I think this is a bit of dogma in this whole thing, which yeah, he's just he's mixing dogma, black and white, hundred to zero, and you're like, I'm back to the snake charmers. Guess what? If those are venomous snakes, I'm not going to play around with them. I'm not trained <laughs> to play around with snakes. I have no desire to be around them. You sure you about know? that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're talking to the master snake charmer himself. Yeah. Yeah. CJ can handle. Wait, oh, um, was it Steve Irwin? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, got, yeah. yeah. Was a you know, here's a guy that a knew snake. how to do everything with animals. Everything ends up getting killed by a stingray on a ex. A freak thing gets stung by one, and it's like that's the guy that knows what he's doing, and he still ended up dead. Guess. I, I don't think God sent that to test him or his family. <laughs> well, it's not know? a test anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or you he know, failed it. Like... Was it. One of his, uh, one of his uh, children is taking up a spot. They're pretty much doing the exact same thing. Oh, are they? Yeah, his, yes. Yeah, his, daughter. his daughter. Yeah. No, I, I don't think she has a, well, obviously she's not on discovery, but I know that she's pretty much walking down the same path as her father. Cause I know that his uh, wife didn't stop working with animals as well yeah it was a part of their life yeah it was hey it's just what they did well see that that, and in some ways that man was barbarian and he was a passionate man and he his passion was so strong that it was passed on to other people yeah people and that he kept they kept it going yeah yes those guys are trained and it's fun to watch them and i learned a lot i learned a lot from him but i'm not going to go to church to go play with snakes either (laughs) <laughs> cj might i i'm like no i'm not i'm not that nutty so snakes are cool as fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's that will be a separate another podcast we'll have to talk about that. uh number point number seven you're trying to be quote the best version unquote of yourself Barbarians think of themselves as a blank canvas that needs to be improved upon instead of as a creation of God with flaws and all that has been fully endowed with the required physical, mental, and emotional abilities and strengths to be saved. Many barbarians take the blank canvas metaphor literally by covering themselves with tattoos and other mutilations, thinking, which is funny given the folks on this podcast, thinking... (laughs) that they can impress their or uh, improve their <laughs> aesthetics to those with the same delusion. Others take the route of self-improvement and change their, 
change the entirety of their lives, including all their thought and behavioral patterns, to become a master in one exceedingly narrow domain, like making money or getting laid, things that Roosh himself uh, once did. Yet, uh, all all that these changes accomplish is making you the most grotesque version of yourself. The further you are from God, the more grotesque you become. And the punishment for your calculated and sleazy journal journey to become someone you're not is that when the worldly benefits all dry up, you will not even want to look at yourself in the mirror. And it just occurred to me, just to interject, I, I, we mentioned this at the top of part one, episode 65, you know, for we have nothing we uh, and I think it bears repeating in this podcast as well. If if Roosh found, you know, found God or whatever he thinks he's found and accomplished him and anybody else. Good on you. You know, we certainly don't have don't take issue with that. It's just, you know, some of these points that he lays out about what it means to be a barbarian may not necessarily hit the mark. So that's why we've been going through these. I know it's late in the podcast to do that, but just as I was reading that, it, that occurred to me to that we should mention that in this one too. Was that one whole paragraph? That, that was. was one whole paragraph. And How the fuck is that one paragraph with like 17 different ideas? There. That's what I was just going to say. He, he like bounced all over it this feels like a shotgun paragraph it's like i need to hit on 53 things at once and i don't know where to put them all so i'm going to throw them into this paragraph and it's like at the end of it what's your point yeah well it it, i mean it goes back to what i said in the last podcast he's promoting nothingness well he's not he's saying don't try to be the best person best person you can be that's literally what he said in there what kind even of fucking a Christian God? Yeah, yeah. Even as a Christian, God expects like God, like we've talked about, uh, you know, throughout all of this, and even elsewhere, right? God doesn't just poof give you whatever you ask for, do whatever you say, or even barbarians recognize that. Um, but it's it's like God still expects you to do work. Yeah, right? it's even as I mean, a Christian, you don't side, have not to. even a barbarian side. Yeah, you got to do work. You need to do a, even if it's a better version of what you think God has for your life, you need to go do it. That's why there's guys that are, you know, want to be pastors. There's ones that want to be missionaries. There's ones that want to be evangelists. They've taken it a step more, dedicated even more of their life to God, but they're not just sitting back doing nothing. It's like, you know, fully endowed. It's like, where is it? A blank canvas. It's like physical, mental, and emotional abilities and strengths to be saved. It's like, well, uh, you still got to take care of yourself, be mentally stable, emotionally. He's saying that like, if you have problems, don't fix them. Just accept them. There's a totally different thing between accepting your failures and then trying to fix them and trying to be better within that. I, I, this is another one. I just don't understand what the fuck he's trying to get at. Cause like there, there's so many things you're trying to say, but you ain't saying shit. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Well, I think where he's going yourself I... as a Christian, you know, I, I'm saying, even if you're walking down that path, you still want to be your best version in that. I... Yeah. I, I definitely think there's like, w- 
again, I, I think in so many ways, and, and maybe this is the, the crux or the heart of our overall critique is, you know, we kind of have an idea of where he's trying to go and the points he's really truly trying to make, but he misses the mark or he does, does, does it so poorly that he ends up, like you were saying, saying nothing like he, he doesn't, I don't, I don't know if it, this was hastily written or, you know, I have no idea I don't how, know what his process is. Yeah. 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 It's like, he's not really laying a true argument and maybe some of this for me personally, you know, I have, for for what it's worth i have a degree in philosophy where we talk about you know the art you know the art of the argument is key you have to be able to you know it's logic and reason you have to make your points you can't just kind of throw stuff out there and hope it sticks kind of thing there is there is a, a arguments are set up in a in logic more generally speaking are set up in a certain way you know, you need to have things, you know, that people understand intuitively. And I think that's part of it. It's like, you're setting all this stuff up, but you're not, you're either never connecting, really connecting with the ball kind of thing. And, and uh, so, you know, and I think he's hoping he'll, will get the point that, Oh God created us and we are perfectly imperfect or whatever he, he wants to say is where he's going mm-hmm. is my long way of, saying that and but it it totally misses the mark and especially because like i said like we were just talking about god still expects you to do work and and so whether you're a barbarian whether you're a christian or anywhere in between or either side of any of those things you got to do work (laughs) like shit just ain't gonna happen on its own you're you're not going to have the family you want if you never take action on any of that. If you never talk to a girl or if, or if you're a woman, you talk to a man, like none of that's ever going to happen. If those things don't happen. you're never going to, if you don't get a job, <laughs> you're not going to make money. I mean, maybe, you know, there's statistically, you could be a, a trust fund baby or something, or get some huge inheritance, but that's, you know, statistically zero for right. the majority of the folks. So. You know, this is a very emotional paragraph. Mm. The logic is gone. You, like you, you just said that that dawned on me. This is an emotional. That's a good point. Paragraph. And some of the other stuff had some logic in it, but this one there is just, yeah, it's his logic is missing. It's, it's a shotgun emotional thought. Yeah, almost. Uh, he threw up a bunch of words and then didn't go back and really edit it or bring clarity to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I like, I, I don't know that there's anything more to say about this in particular. Um, you know, if you are a Christian, obviously the things that you know you definitely want to be moving towards God, not away from them. I, I you know that's valid but generally speaking you god didn't you know again i think it comes down to god even god would expect you to do some work and he does it even says he got to work in the bible 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much it's like I'm not just going to give you every, you know, back to what we're talking about with prayer. It, it, he'll send the help that you need. You got to be willing to recognize and accept it. Yeah. So, yeah. So moving on. Uh, uh, lest we fall in the same trap <laughs> as he did. Uh, number eight, you're fallen. You've, you're fallen for, I think he meant you've fallen. Uh, for numerous globalist lies, if not all of them. Barbarians are a puppet of their oligarch slave masters, falling for most of their lies. To my great shame, I felt for, I fell for many lies, including casual sex, fame-seeking, urban cosmopolitan living, being attractive through personality and physical changes, alcohol, caffeine. caffeine. Wait, hold on. Seeking- hold on. He said attractive through your personality. Is a f- and physical ch- personality and physical changes. I think where he's going that with being having game, like being charming or being, you know, that's what that's what I think. I I know what you're what you're saying, CJ, and I agree. But I think that's what, uh, again, Jesus Christ, advocatus <laughs> diaboli. Uh, <laughs> here, um, which was a. Uh, which was an actual post in the Catholic church until not that long ago. Um, uh, uh, was like caffeine and seeking experience experiences and memories through travel. If uh, money can be made through sin, a big business that is supported by an oligarch is not far. If someone does not have God in their life, they're susceptible for falling for the biggest lies and who's in charge of the lies today, but the princes of this world and stands to reason if it's a fallen world you know um but yeah don't that's i mean life. that's you get the in gist a nutshell of, in a nutshell don't live your life yeah that's the short version and the short version is don't have anything don't, don't try things don't go to the supermarket don't don't travel you son of a bitch don't have memories what well and, and like we've <laughs> talked about throughout all of these right if 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 he replaced barbarians with hedonist or hedonistic, that like, would fit. then yes, that's that's ab- absolutely correct because you're taking it to extremes. You or taking it to an extreme. You're just following your passions, and then you'll believe whatever you're being told because they're feeding into those sorts of lies that you need women and you need money and that you need uh, fast cars and well. All that the funny part is if you look at the. And, and this is more a blanket statement, not not pointing is if you look at the church as a whole in the Christian community, they're following more of the global lies than the barbarian type men I know. The barbarians are the one that are all freaking fighting big government, fighting against all these lies. They're the ones that are pushing back. They're the ones mm-hmm. trying to tell the truth. They're the ones not caving in. But if you look at the larger denominations, they're the ones that are following everything the CDC says or what the government says, or, you know, they're the ones falling for all these big, you know, uh, what is it? Oglarks. It, they're the ones that Oligarchs. are falling. They're falling for it. And it's like, no, no, the Christian community is fallen to the point that it, 
they're the ones that are doing it, and the barbarians are the ones that are going and going. No, I'm I want to grow my own food. I want to raise my kids away from this government mentality and handouts and everything else. It's like barbarians are the exact opposite of you know you've fallen for numerous globalist lies. No, no, they're the ones trying to figure out the truth and fighting the global. They don't want to see the globalist um, narrative come. They're they're the ones actively fighting against it compared to a lot of the bigger name churches, bigger Christians, even the orthodoxies, you know, they follow a lot of it and pushing it. I'm, hell, let's pick on the Catholic, which is one of the orthodoxies. The Pope's a big pusher of all a bunch of this stuff, you know, and if you're following the Pope and you believe what he says, it's like, you're going down the wrong path. And yeah, because he likes to throw out orthodox in there. And it's just... Well, and I think, yeah, I think, well, because that could be where he's, where he landed. So like a orthodox, like the Greek or orthodox or whatever. Right. I know there's, Greek, there's lots of them, Greek, Russian, Armenian, whatever. Um, so but there's there could be... Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah. He's but back it, to preaching nothingness. It's like <laughs> all of all you got to do is there, and God's going to provide everything for you, and da 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 da. But if you don't actively fight against, it's like, yeah, it's like this almost feels like a projection. He's projecting what it, it, it you know, on the bar. It's like no, no. I I see the exact opposite here. Think, yeah, you know, it kind of comes down to he's kind of hating on his past. Yeah. Yes. That's really what it is. It's him showing that. Well, he he indulged too much in his past, and he's pretty much reprimanding everything he did in his past. And now that he's a changed man. But I would yeah. never have considered him, even when I read him from back in that day, a barbarian. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, he, obviously, we've <laughs> said that he is not explaining what a barbarian is. <laughs> right. Well, he's yeah. making his own definition up of it, up, but exactly. it's replaced it with a uh, Hinduist. Hindi? <laughs> Hedonist. Hedonist. There we go. I want to learn this word. He's replaced, you know, but he was a Hedonist. Plain yes. and simple, that's what he is. And he's like, well, I was a barbarian. No, dude. Never once in my entire time of reading Return of Kings and everything else and all of his work did I ever put him into the barbarian category. He never came across of like that mentality. And I mean, oh, I, I don't even know how long he's been around at this point, but I'm thinking like what at least 2000 mid two thousands, we'll say mid. Yes. So, you know, it's like over a decade plus it's like, I never thought of him in that light. It's like, no, I, that's mm-hmm. not you. You're writing, you're trying to say you were a barbarian and you never were a barbarian. Yeah. So I think he got that part wrong, but that's a good point, CJ. He's writing about how his past was evil and what he did, but it, like, these are it kind of seems like a blog post that it should have been like Lincoln's letters, like you know, you just kind of <laughs> write it and then you throw it away because 
honestly, like we have already mentioned a bunch of times, like you are making points, but not saying shit at all. And you're not helping anybody. Nobody's getting anything out of this. You're making the wrong assumptions of things that you honestly, you said the wrong thing. It's not correct in any sense. Yeah. That's how I feel about the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. And I, I think it like I, I'll second what Nate said about uh, that's good insight about, you know, he's sort of lashing out or re- reject, you know, uh, regretting his past. And this is him getting that that out there. Um, you know, I, it, sure. It, uh, it, right. What's the what's the line? God is the truth in the way. Right. Or and there's only one way to him and that's through the sun and you know that i get and if that's the point that he was trying to make and if you don't believe that you'll fall for anything that's a better way to set up that argument i think um and but clearly he didn't do that um and i'm not here better off to hit the scriptures and bring the scriptures into it and then lead into some of this yeah 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 He, he has no logic or He's just throwing his own opinions of it. He's definitely then, not making his case. And yeah, but you know, like 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 you were saying, Nate. I'm not going to rehash all of that, but yeah, a, a, a true barbarian is more pragmatic than most anyone, and wouldn't just fall for like like with the doctor thing. We're not we're not going to. It is, you know, like we're we mentioned this in the other podcast where barbarian or, and maybe we touched on the top of this where barbarian just meant you're not a Greek or you're not a Roman. And it was under the Romans where the notion of barbarian became more started to mean more of being uncivilized, especially as it post Roman empire and going out into the various tribes of Europe and those sorts of things. Um, and, and, and you know you so if you think of somebody standing apart from you know standing apart from culture generally speaking and and um, you know to tease we'll we'll have a this is part two we'll have a part three where we dive into the bar- barbarian mindset what it means and all those sorts of things but um you know i i, I picture a stranger or a foreigner or something you know standing it standing in rome or it could be in washington dc or new york city or you know just somebody who's not who's apart from the the culture and that would be what a barbarian is we'd make our own decisions we'll listen to what's being said and still make our own decisions and do our own sorts of things who's the aussie with the big knife i can't think of um crocodile dundee there you go there's a good example yeah he just does his thing, right? He takes things in, he processes it, and through his particular brain, and there it comes, is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Comedy ensues. We <laughs> barbarians are un- unapologetically ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Authentic. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Here, here we to- Boom. When you say that, it is exactly the opposite of everything that this man has wrote in this blog post, and that's why I take offense to it. Okay, we got especially being point. part of barbarian rhetoric and barbarian banter. You took a shot at our fucking label, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
The All BR right, nation is vast. <laughs> let's hit the, let's hit uh, it might not be one. vast, but it's strong as shit. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we, we may be we actually, small, but we're mighty. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually lift, so I mean, that might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we try and improve ourselves and learn and grow. Oh, man. We try living our best life. Uh, We've had experiences. So, <laughs> <laughs> the last uh, point of his article, uh, number nine, you hope for a better life in this life. To the barbarian, tomorrow will be better. They will gain more in life, have more sex, conquer something new, attain more power. And from these achievements, all their problems will be solved. They believe today is just a way station to a more glorious earthly future that will come from their own intellect and effort. But what actually happens is they become dopamine chasers, pursuing pathetic bursts of uh, that neurochemical blah, blah, to get through the hour due to a lack of God in their life. I have no hope for this life. We are steadily descending into hell, approaching the moment when the antichrist makes his appearance. And basically he goes on to say that, um, you know, the, if you, believe in right the afterlife or believe that you go to heaven or you know whatever is next i know in like catholicism and those sorts of things there's purgatory and then you pray the rosary and then you go to heaven and all that stuff um but generally speaking right it's the afterlife that's important it's your life with that you become one with god in in that moment that's more important so it's the afterlife that matters not uh or uh it's what heaven is what matters, not um, this worldly possessions and life on earth. Um, and so he has the conclusion uh, and there's a couple points here. I was a b- barbarian in every respect of this list. I was a 39 year old man who didn't know what Easter was, who didn't understand God's saving plan for humanity and decided that I knew all there, all there had to be about the world. I don't need to remind you that my plan led to internal misery uh, of hovering over the abyss. I was suffering and grieving and spiritually dead, turning away from the darkness of ignorance. I decided that I did not want to be a barbarian anymore, but a child of God. And thankfully, God answered. He goes on to say he was foolish and all this sort of stuff. And that... um, We don't need to read the history books to study the barbarians. We are surrounded by them, stifled by them, but we must not let these hordes disturb the faith that we have in our sweet Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. Well, the first part, I mean, I've (laughs) said this a couple of times or, you know, he says, I was a barbarian. No, no, you weren't. You were, uh, say it for me, Jimmy. (laughs) Hedonist. Hedonist. There we go. He was a hedonist. If you, you know, and there, there we, we, I talked about it in part one. Here it is. He was a hedonist. And if you add that into this article, that makes a lot more sense. I I never believe he was a barbarian. So he can think he was, but I think we could talk to a bunch of people and none of them would view him as a barbarian. You know, if they really nailed people down that knew him better or talked to him, especially in the early days, they wouldn't have thought of him as a, you know, the barbarian. So. And too, like, I mean, I mean, I get what he, I get what he's saying, but, or I understand 
what he's saying, right? That that, um, but even even barbarians, right? If you think of legacy, right, in terms of family and kids, or even if you don't have kids, but what your name or reputation, whatever accomplishments that you may or may not have achieved, right? Those sorts of things um, are aren't about today. They are about the future. It's not just what can I get today or even tomorrow, but it's, 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 it's lasting beyond just tomorrow or the next day or the next thing or the next conquest or the next, right. There's legacies, there's generational, especially for having families and sons and even daughters, but right. Having, having kids and generations from you, what, what legacy that through them, you leave or they leave. I mean, it's hoping for a better, uh, a, a better, or that the world was better because you were in it. And I, I think another thing, like you says, you know, tomorrow would be better. And, and some of the stuff the other mentioned, a lot of it comes down to, are you looking for external validation or are you just internally validating? I think that's a big point. If all you're doing is chasing external validation for all of this stuff, yeah, you're going to get screwed over and be disappointed. If you're just going through, you know, th there, there's the farmer down the road or whatever that has three generations living on, three or four generations living on the same road. They're taking care of everything, da-da-da-da-da. You know, they've created this legacy. They have a company, they have a farm, you know, they have all of this and it's like, are they hoping for a better tomorrow? Yeah. They want to grow their business. They want to grow their holdings. They want to grow their farm. They want to grow their family. They want to, they want all, well, if you're not thinking ahead, you're just going to fall apart and have nothing. You know, he's almost advocating a homeless lifestyle, but what, what is it? The Tibetan monks or whatever, are still supported by the people. You yeah, know, they yeah. could not have their lifestyle if it wasn't for the people supporting them. I think it's them. But yeah. it's like, you know, a lot of these well, guys, in any monastery for that matter. matter. You know, if they've given up all their worldly possessions, they've taken on a celibacy, they've done all this stuff, yet someone has to support them outside of what they do. Now, and they give back, and it's like you, you can't just say, okay, God, provide for me, and sit there and be like, I'm going to have a healthy body. I don't have to worry about it. It just it doesn't work that way. Even the monks pray have to day, do something. Not eat, not do anything. I'm just going to pray. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. going to live off air and light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll become enlightened. enlightened. What are you, a plant? <laughs> I want to become a guru in the mall. Jimmy, is it thundering there? Yes, it is. Okay, because I keep wanting to look out my window, but now I'm seeing flashes in yours. But I was hearing the thunder, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. it is here, it is here. So if I mysteriously drop in the next few moments, because <laughs> there's, it's probably because of power outage. <laughs> but, but I think, I, you know, I think we're close to, I, I you know, I, th that's a good point in terms of, like, you, you're always going to want, better like it is if you're just chasing right i think barbarians would certainly agree if if you're just chasing the thing whether it's money whether it's women whether it's fame uh, or fortune or like whatever if you're solely chasing that that would be wrong right or you know 
that leads to no, it doesn't lead to a good place at right. the very least. And, um, and so I think there is certainly, uh, but so it, it's not that, and it, you know, you're not just looking for those sorts of quick dopamine hits. Um, but you can, oh, uh, where I was going is there, there is even without Christianity, you can believe in something bigger than yourself. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and totally. again, whether that's legacy or, you know, your country, your people, like whatever it is, there's something you can stand apart for something from culture, but still be, be, have something larger, something bigger that you're working for. And I think, you know, certainly Christianity has, it's pre-built that, that God or, or the afterlife, right. That's, that's right. Uh, any religion of any kind allows you to have a sense where you're a part of something much bigger than yourself um, and gives meaning and may even provide to some degree a mission or some of those sorts of things. So purpose for, for life, but you can be a barbarian and still have those things still be a part of something bigger or have something bigger that's driving you, not just the moment to moment gratification or, satisfaction that that's that's that is perfectly describes hedonism yeah you know it's like his point on you know traveling and exploring new things and stuff okay i need to cancel my trip (laughs) yeah (laughs) my thought or or gaining new experiences just locally or whatever else does He really thinks God put us on this earth to find a plot of land in a single spot and you (laughs) stay there for your entire existence because your next existence is going to be better. Okay, then explain to me missionaries who have to travel to go visit people. Explain to me evangelists. Explain to me all this stuff. Explain to me where the Bible says go out and teach and talk to everybody. Okay, is it only special people get to do that? I guess everybody can't. You, you know, it's like you're picking, you're cherry picking certain points, and it's like, well, no, we're, we weren't just met. It's like God didn't make this amazing earth with all it has to offer for us to sit on a plot of land in whatever given place for, you know, anywhere from. 50 to 100 years or whatever and you don't get the experience the rest of the world i think of you know traveling the amish area traveling that all the time you know those guys have probably never been out of the county they have their farm but they're not totally disconnected from the world i talk to them i ask them about stuff we were talking about heavy rains the other day and i was talking about Padre and what he's getting in feet down in you know Mississippi, and they're like, "Well, I'm glad I don't live down there." I'm like, "Me too." But you know, it's like they're not ill-informed. They read books. They're learning about other things. You know, it's not. There's a nice big world. Will they explore all of it? Probably not. But take them too long to get across. But but at the same (laughs) token, (laughs) but at the same token, flip the switch. Okay. Say, you know, you have a group like that that have never heard but from God. Well, if everyone is in their spot, how is the next community over supposed to hear about it? You know, you know, it's like 
that's what part of travel is. It's experiencing, it's talking to new people. I mean, train rides out to California. Hell, I even took a bus down to a shop once and we got into a big theological discussion on, on the evils of Woodstock with the guy. You know, how would you have met that if I didn't travel? Okay, we can't go down there. You know, It's amazing who you talk to. Or I was on a flight and got to talk to some people from the Netherlands. You know, it's like, okay, you should learn about these places. You should be looking to do some of this stuff because it will expound your knowledge. It'll make connections. Mm-hmm. You, you make all those. And humans are... Um, not socially the uh, what's the word i'm looking for we're a social creature think yeah we're social creatures yeah you know yeah. and it's like in some ways he's like well we should go live in our box and just be it is and god will send me a wife and i'll only have sex with her to procreate and i'm gonna live on my land or everything well all right but at the same time roosh and here you kind of flip the switch it's like hey uh, here's my spiritual message and stuff. Da 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 da. Here's my speech. You can get it for five ninety nine if you want to <laughs> listen to it. Yeah. So you know, it's like, why why wouldn't you give your speech away for free if you think it's going to be that good and, and help people out? Yet you're or charging for it. If worldly possessions don't matter. Yeah. yeah. If worldly. Yeah. Well, I got to make money. If you Why'd you even try write it? Why'd you even yeah. write it? That took effort. Yeah, yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> uh, on that note, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. This was lots of fun to to sift through and talk through. Uh, hope you you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, Man, certainly, Bruce, if, if you listen to this, reach out. We could talk. We could go through everything. If you have, if you want to go through it, we're totally up for it because. Maybe you do want to put out a point that's a little bit better than what you wrote out. You know, we're up for it, man. Yep. Yeah, we'll listen to we'll listen to anything and and uh, for anyone not Rouge, if there's anything that you'd like to hear us talk about or speak on, uh, opine on, by all means, submit those. Our social media links are in the description. Uh, if you listen to this podcast at all. You'll, you'll know that there's pretty much no topic or that we <laughs> won't touch or talk. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's uh, like next, statistically zero things that we won't talk about. Well, yeah. What happened? I don't want to say never say never. There was one, a couple questions we avoided answering. On the, from, ask the internet. Ans- yeah, answer the bit, internet. They pushed a little, yeah. Like There's that. some of those that we weren't going to answer. I think one of them was the would you rather do the last 1% or the first 99% oh, or the last 1% of a blowjob? That was a hard pass. Stuff like that we probably won't <laughs> answer, but anything shot, well, you know, anything just questions. this side of that yeah. we'll be more than happy to <laughs> to talk about and address <laughs> as always guys it was great talking to you likewise thanks for listening yep hopefully you enjoyed yep see you guys
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. I hope it's giving you something to think about in your own quest to develop a barbarian mindset. Because it's with this mindset that you'll find the skills, strength, attitude, will, and endurance to see things through and live within the civilization and still be a barbarian. We appreciate your feedback. We especially appreciate those who have been supporting the podcast. That's the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast on our website, on Anchor FM, and on Spotify. You can find the show notes on the blog or anchor.fm slash barbarian rhetoric. If the podcast has been helpful to you, please let us know. You can do this by checking into the Apple Podcast app, give us five stars, and leaving us a short review. This will help us get our message out in front of many more people. You can also talk to us on social media and let us know what you are thinking about or how this has helped you. On Twitter, I am at SteelJans. That's S-T-E-E-L-J-A-N-Z. And I'm also on Instagram at Barbarian Rhetoric. There's also a couple other things you need to check out. One is the Barbarian Rhetoric blog. And of course, our newsletter. There's a pop-up which you'll see as soon as you land on the blog. Thanks for listening. And always remember to be a barbarian in a civilized world. An apex predator.